Since its establishment in 1948, the tiny state of Israel has known only violence and suffering. Jewish attempts at peace have failed every time, leading only to bloodshed. Discover the self-inflicted cause of Israel's deadly wound as revealed in your Bible. Next, on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. The city of Jerusalem is a powder keg loaded with nuclear bombs. And there's no city on this earth so fraught with international tension. I mean tension in Jerusalem and many other places because of what is going on there and in the cities of Judah. There is a war going on between Israel and uh, Iran and Hezbollah terrorists and uh, Hamas terrorists and the Palestinians. There is a war going on and it's getting worse all the time. God prophesied that the nation of Israel, or Biblical Judah, would have a deadly wound, a deadly wound in this end time, and it would uh, cause them serious problems, but it is something that could be eliminated if they would uh, just hearken back to their own Bible, the Jewish Bible, that uh, we call the Old Testament here in America. But I wrote a booklet on uh, Jerusalem in Prophecy in 2001. 2001, that's over 22 years ago, and I talked about this dangerous wound, even at that time. And it is still there. And would Israel really remove it? Well, we'll have to uh, see what happens in the, the war that's going on right now in Gaza. Really, if you think about it, the whole existence of Israel has never known peace. There's been this tension that is there all the time. I want to just show you a little bit of the history of the Jews and what that wound is all about. If you look back after World War II, there were all kinds of Jews that had no place to go. They had no nation to go to. Adolf Hitler, he in Germany had killed six million Jews during World War II. His goal was to totally destroy the human race of the Jews. That was his plan. Now, it was stopped short of that, thanks to God. But here, let me quote you something from the booklet. After a bitter struggle in the United Nations, the land of Israel was declared a nation in 1948. All of the United Nations declared Israel a nation at that time, 1948. So it was prophesied to come on the scene. And we'll see that as we move along here. But immediately after they were declared a nation, they were attacked by the Arabs. I mean, immediately. Then they started fighting, and in about uh, just a very short amount of time, I think it was about three weeks, these, these people were not really soldiers. They were just civilians with 
guns, but they were worn down and running out of uh, armaments after this time. And all of a sudden, the Arabs declared uh, ceasefire, just a temporary one. And the Jews were th really thrilled about that because it gave them time to rest their people and get armaments to fight with, more of them. After that happened, they very quickly won the war. Everybody at that time, the way this all happened, said, well, now look, that, that was just a miracle from God. Most of the Israelite people said that. Most of the cities of Judah really believed that. Israel or biblical Judah. It was a miracle from God. They acknowledged it. And they had, a, had really a lot more faith then than I think they have today. Now, here's what I wrote. The Jews were prophesied to have a nation in this end time. So it had to happen. It had to happen. They had to become a nation. The Jews were determined fighters. That was the first sovereign nation in 2,000 years. That's the first sovereign nation they, they had been a part of in 2,000 years. They had no nation. When they lost Jerusalem 2,000 years before that, they were so thrilled just to have a nation that they, would, they were willing to fight and die, and nothing would stop them except death. And they believed that God would give them this nation, and He did, because it was prophesied right there in their own Bible. We'll see more on that a little later, but uh, in 1967, if we'll look at that history, the Soviet Union was allied with Egypt, and they were trying to get Egypt to attack Israel. Egypt, Jordan, and Syria were all allied, and they were ready to start a war. They'd even moved into the Sinai, Sinai area today uh, that we're familiar with. So everybody knew there was about to be a war, so Israel decided that they had to uh, strike first. They were compelled to, they thought, that they must strike. In just a few hours, they destroyed 300 Egyptian jets that were about to attack them, went along, and in six days they won that war. Six days! So, again, Israel believed these were miracles, just a series of miracles they were having. Now, if you uh, look at more of their history, after that 1967 war, tourists just poured in there and it began to build up Israel as it has not, had not been for a long time. And in late 1973, though, just six years later, they were attacked on Yom Kippur and they had another war. And this time again, they miraculously won, but they didn't win it as easily as they did the other ones, especially the war in 1967. But they were saved once again. It wasn't long after that that the Jews gave Sinai back to Egypt, even though Egypt and Jordan and Syria were all trying to annihilate the Jews, totally. 
And still, after that, the Jews gave back to Sinai, and really that is the area where God gave the uh, Ten Commandments. On that mountain uh, spectacle, it just gave birth to the, the nation of Israel. You can see in our book on the United States and Britain and Prophecy that there are more nations of Israel than just the one in the Middle East, which is really a biblical Judah, although it's, they call it Israel today. So here we have another effort of the Jews to try to, well, okay, let's have a peace pact here and see if we can't uh, get along with all of these people. And so that's what they planned on doing. The Jewish nation was, was born and sustained by godly miracles. It's just over and over and over, and there are many others that I don't have time to get into today. But here is another short paragraph I wrote about. The Jews have also given Gaza, Jericho, Bethlehem, and the Sinai and the Suez area and some more West Bank areas back to the Palestinians. It seems the world has forgotten that those areas were won in a war where the Arabs were trying to annihilate the Jews in, in all of them. This land for peace process is almost unheard of in history except perhaps what has recently happened in South Africa. God gave Bethlehem, the birthplace of Christ, to the Jews. Through this peace process, they gave to the Palestinians. I mean, that's quite, quite a lot of wonderful gifts, you would think. But it didn't bring peace. It only got worse in some ways, a lot of ways. And it is called a peace process, but it has been misnamed. It's not a peace process. Why is that? Well, the Arabs have a goal, and it, is to, and it is to wipe out the nation of Israel, especially the radical Arabs led by Iran. They are trying to destroy the nation of Israel, and that includes America. The uh, nation of Israel is... Uh, called the Little Satan, and America's called the Great Satan. So they hate us as well. In the uh, book of Hosea, I want to read this to you. Hosea 5 and verse 13. Here is a prophecy for this end time, and it's for biblical Judah, or Israel. Here's what it says. When Ephraim, that happens to be Britain, we prove that in our United States and Britain in Prophecy book, but went Ephraim to the Assyrian, that's Germany, and this is a future prophecy, and, and it's coming, it's going to be here, well, a few short years. It's that near. The verse goes on to say, And Judah saw his wound. Judah, or the nation called Israel today, or biblical Judah, and Judah finally saw they had a wound. They didn't know it until this time. They, under, they looked at the, the effect, but not the cause of it. And it was causing them a lot of problems. So, uh, that, and just think, I, I wrote about this 
over 22 years ago and told you about this very prophecy, and it's, it's been an ongoing prophecy. There is a wound here, and it has everything to do with a peace pact or peace treaty. Let me go on and read something here to you. In the sense of binding up, the word wound means that. In the sense of binding up, Gesenius Lexicon defines it this way, the pressing together, binding up of a wound, here used figuratively of a remedy applied to the wounds of the state. In other words, the remedy is the wound. Well, what is this all about? What, what, what is this wound? Well, let's go on. One more verse. And it's also taking you back to a word which is wound. And let me read this verse to you. All the men of your confederacy have brought you even to the border. The men that were at peace with you have deceived you and prevailed against you. They that eat your bread laid a wound under you. There is none understanding in him. This wound is number 4204, the same as the one in Hosea. Here's what it says about that word here. It's defined as falsehood, hence fraud, insidious dealing, net, or snare. It has the same root word as the word used in Hosea 5 and verse 13. It's connected to Hosea 5 in that way. And then I wrote in Obadiah, the wound is directly related to being deceived by a peace pact. They always keep having these peace pacts. And what, 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 what's wrong? They have all these peace pacts, and they never have peace. They've never had peace. But they keep trying to have peace in making treaties and ceasefires. But the Arabs, the radical Arabs, won't even admit that Israel is a, is a state. They are to be wiped out from the river to the sea, from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea. Just wipe them all out. A very small little nation. And in here in Hosea 5 and verse 13, where it's talking about King Jerob, very, very soon they're going to be going to this king. Jerob just means warlike monarch or king contentious. So it's not going to be an easy uh, visit to this king. And if you look at Daniel 8 and verse 23, and you'll find that Daniel is only for this end time. Daniel 12 verses 4 and verse 9 tell you that. It's only for this end time. And there's going to be a, a man, a fierce leader, that's going to rise on the scene and going to lead the Holy Roman Empire the very last one that you'll ever see on this earth. So this is something we need to understand. You can see in Habakkuk 1 and verse 11 and Isaiah 10 verses 5 and 7 about more about this man in the, who has these dark sentences and under, this understanding. And it's something that we ought to be deeply concerned about. Then verse 12, you can read that yourself, where it talks about Judah and 
Britain. What God is telling them here is that the real problem is uh, spiritual. The, the wound is spiritual. They had a lot of faith when they were given this nation. They had quite a lot of faith at that time, certainly more than what they have now. I think most people would agree with that. But here you have uh, the uh, Jews keep trying to solve the problem by making some kind of a peace pact. Now, we'll see what happens in this latest war. They say they're going to wipe out Hamas, but, uh, well, at least in Gaza, they're going to. And that's, uh, when, when you think about it, the, there was a time when the, uh, that the little nation of Israel was just an absolute terror to the, to the uh, Arabs. And now it's just reverse, totally different. What happened? Well, they've been trying to make peace pacts, but that's not the way to deal with a problem like this, according to the Bible, their own Bible, the Jewish Bible. When you think about, let's say, 1948 to 1973, they had, uh, well, at least 25 years uh, where you could say they had skirmishes, but not a war like they're having today. And that's just like 25 years, and that Six-Day War started in 1967. I was in college in Pasadena, California at that time, and was being taught about Hosea 5 and verse 13 by a college that was led by Herbert W. Armstrong. And he prophesied this very verse for years. And told people about it, and taught it. If you look around, they talk about the way of peace, and yet Isaiah 59 and verse 8 says, The way of peace they know not. Well, who knows the way to peace? God says it only God knows. <laughs> but but, but uh, you, don't, you don't win these things by a peace pact. Here's what it says in uh, verse 11 of Jeremiah 8. It says, For they have healed the hurt of the daughter of my people, slightly saying, Peace, peace, when there is no peace. There's never any peace. <laughs> what is the problem? Certainly, uh, the solution for that problem is faith in God. Just the way they uh, really won this nation in the beginning. That's what it's all about. God says in Leviticus 26, verses 6 and 7, that if you obey me, I will give peace in the land, and you shall lie down, and none shall make you afraid. And I will rid evil beasts out of the land, neither shall the sword go through your land. Now, that's a promise from God if they'll obey Him. Verse 5 of Hosea 3, here's what it says, Afterward shall the children of Israel return and seek the Lord their God and David their king, and shall fear the Lord and His goodness in the latter days. We're living right now in the latter days. The latter days. And he says David is going to be resurrected. 
Let's just quickly read that to you over in Jeremiah 30. And again, it, this is repeated about David being resurrected. You can read the first few verses, but in verse 9 it says, But they shall serve the Eternal their God, and David their King, whom I will raise up unto them. He's going to be just rise up out of his grave, and he's going to rule over Israel. All of Israel. There are twelve nations of Israel today, and certainly, but but Israel, this little nation of biblical Judah, has taken the name of Israel itself. But here, you see, God is talking about in the latter days all this is going to happen. There's going to be these resurrection resurrections, and God is going to bring King David back. And make him ruler over Israel, and of course the Messiah is going to come and sit on David's throne, and all of those people who've been doing God's work throughout the ages prior to the second coming of Christ or the coming of the Messiah, and then everything is going to be solved, and we're going to have peace and joy and and just. Everything is going to come in these latter days, very, very soon, and their Jerusalem is going to be ruled over and be the capital of the world, and then the universe, and they're going to rule over the earth and the universe forever, and we'll never, ever lack peace again. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request Jerusalem and Prophecy, Hosea, Reaping the Whirlwind, and History and Prophecy of the Middle East. Order now. The preceding program was a paid presentation of The Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.